This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. I am thrilled with a topic that we are going to discuss today because it's one that we have never talked about on the podcast, but it's something that I am personally very passionate about and feel like it can make such a huge difference in your life. So I have Bob and Linda Lodick with me. They are the authors of the brand new book, Simple Money, Rich Life, Achieve True Financial Freedom and Design a Life of Eternal Impact. And y'all, we're actually not going to talk about money today. We're going to talk about Sabbath, even though this book is so practical when it comes to money. But I wanted to dive into one area that I just feel like this is something that we're missing in our culture. And so before we talk about that, though, I'd love for y'all to just introduce yourself to my audience. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Bob. This is... I'm Linda. Yeah. And we, um, yeah, you know, Crystal, we've just been online doing all this stuff, sharing about money for a long, long time. And How um, many years? 14 years at this point. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So you're like the grandparents on the internet. I always say, like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. I, I always say, feels like that, I always say I'm a grandma blogger because like I started blogging uh-huh. whenever there was like nobody knew what a blog nobody, was. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like th- this grandma blogger and I get on Instagram and all my young friends are like talking about all these things. And I'm like, I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay. that's so, fun. <laughs> so yeah. So through our business, um, we ended up kind of discovering. I don't know. I think a little bit of the true meaning of Sabbath rest mm-hmm. and honestly discovering some of the benefits of, a, yeah. of it 
And it's been like for our business and our mental health and so many things, just absolutely groundbreaking for us. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm so excited to talk about this and dive as deep as you want. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear, just tell us a little bit more about your business and your family. Yeah. So yeah, grandpa blogger. Um, Sorry. Started in 2007. <laughs> We're only 40, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2007, started a blog, then started doing a podcast, then started whatever, just wrote a book, um, online courses, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the business side. Yeah. And we have three little kids. We have three, five, and eight. And we're homeschooling just like you. So it is, it's busy around our house. Probably not as busy at our house as, as it is at yours. But, but, but you have three, five, and eight. See, I feel like that's, those are the ages. Like I have, we have three teens and three, almost three littles. And so mm -hmm. it's like, it's a different, you're in that season where it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like you can kind of, they don't, they don't take naps really. And you can't send them right. to their room to just like yeah. go have quiet time very much. Well, so. you're right. This is making us feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's busy time. It's busy. Yeah. And tell us the name, like just tell us your website. And yeah. all oh, seedtime.com. So okay. it's like a seed you plant in the ground. And so we're at seedtime on Instagram, whatever, all the places. And mm -hmm. you do this full time. Is full time. That, since okay. 2008. Wow. So you started in 2007 and yeah. you went full time in 2008. Yes. That's amazing. And what did you do before then? I worked in the financial services industry, worked okay. in banking, just that whole world. And then moved out of corporate world into blogging, um, kind of kicked out of the boat, felt like God called me into that. Felt very, very crazy at the time. Because like you said, mm -hmm. most people don't even know what a blog is, let alone very few are making money from them at that <laughs> point. Um, but it's been a really cool journey with God as he's just kind of led us on this thing. We watched him do some really cool things. Mm -hmm. And how much of it do you guys do together? At this point, um, it's a lot more than it was. Like before... About three years ago, I think it was we started ninety eight percent Bob, and every mm -hmm. once in a while, I do a little bit to help him here and there. But but Lynn is becoming more and more part of the brand, um, yeah, because she has so much value to add. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and so as we think of this topic of Sabbath, I know that with having three children, the ages that they are, and running your own business, when you have multiple facets of the business and you're doing it together. Mm -hmm. It is hard it is. to even commitment. practice slowing down yep. or shutting down in a sense or just going offline. So how did you kind of recognize that there was a need for this? Yeah. So, I mean, the first kind of my first experiment with this was whatever, 2009 or 10, when yeah. I realized, wait a minute, I have a business that I have a little bit of control over. I don't have to ask a boss to take off. And in some ways that was easier. In another way, it's like you never really stop working. So mm -hmm. it's also more difficult for business owners. But anyway, within that, I felt like God was kind of stretching me to take a week off and just step away mm. from business. Don't check email. Don't whatever. Don't check on AdSense earnings or anything and just like completely disconnect. And I remember just being terrified and thinking, if I come back a week from now, like the business is going to be gone. I'm going to have to go find a job. Like, absolutely terrified. And then we did that and it went great. And I felt so refreshed and relaxed and the business was fine without me for a week. Like it was just really, <laughs> really surprising. Which was um, exciting and sad at the same time. Yeah, I was like, like, Oh, it went on without me. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> was that hard for you though? Because Terrifying. anytime, like I, like when you were in the middle of it, were you like, what did you feel? Like what were the emotions that you were feeling when you walked away from it? Like for a week? Yeah. I was scared to death. Like, cause again, I had spent at this point, probably two or three years working on this thing and it was nervous, nerve wracking enough to be doing it full time and to get to that point where it's like, 
I'm doing this thing full time. Um, and like, I, I don't know, it's like, I'm afraid the internet's going to blow up at any, any point and my business is going to be gone. And then now I'm stepping away from it. I even checking email. So even if the site goes down, I don't even know for an entire week. Yeah. Uh, so it was absolutely terrifying. I, I remember just being really scared at that mm-hmm. point. I'm sure I was talking to you every single day. Yeah. Just about how terrified I was. But it was mind blowing to see that A, the business was fine and it continued to earn money while I wasn't there, which is great. But more importantly, the benefit I got from it, I decided, all right, I need to make this a regular routine. Mm. It was so good to actually have a, a breath of fresh air, some relief, some just stepping away. Um, yeah, it was really powerful. And so did it do something? Did it shift something in your soul oh, yeah. when, you, when you took that week off? I think so. Like that, because... At this point, were you retired yet from your job? I think I was retired at that point. So we retired Linda from her um, receptionist <laughs> job somewhere in there. And so it wasn't as big a deal for you at that point. But for me, stepping away, um, yeah, it, it really did. Like I, I felt like, and I was still trying to figure out how to do Sabbath right and how to really make it a time of just connecting with God. So not just stepping away from work, but also just making it an intentional resting in Him. Um and so, yeah, it was, it was good on so many different levels. And so then you've continued to do this practice. Tell us what that has yeah. looked like then. Mm-hmm. So from that one week, I think the next year, um, and again, like a lot of this wasn't my own idea. It was kind of nudgings from the Lord <laughs> to go forward into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I took a month the following year and it was even better and deeper than I could have realized. Well, and one of the things that was really funny about that is that month when we were when he had taken off where he's thinking, I don't know if we're gonna make any money this month. We actually made more money that month than we had Which was a very It was like our highest month surprising. Mm-hmm. Like and I feel like it was one of those things because it was a big step of faith for mm-hmm. me to take an entire month off. Like it just It was crazy. Next level of crazy. <laughs> and uh and I felt like that was God just saying, Hey, you're not as important as you think you are. Mm-hmm. I got your back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. You trust me on this. Yeah. And so uh and so that's what we did. And then after that month that was also next level life-changing. And I told Linda and told God, I'm like, if there's any way I can continue to do this for the rest of my life, one month per year, like I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And we have basically done that, mm-hmm. I think the last 10 years with maybe yeah. one year when we had a birth or something we didn't, but, um, but well, in general, we've the continued one year you rhythm. had the birth, that was the set. <laughs> sabbatical. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not technically a sabbatical, but you know, but but yeah, but it's evolved, you know, like you're saying, because at this point we didn't have any kids. And so mm-hmm. taking a month off with no kids, it's like, that's, I mean, it's just amazing, you know, right. but like this, now that we've added kids into the mix with three little kids, it's very, very different. And so we can get into that more if you want. Mm-hmm. And so did you set things up ahead of time? Like, how did you prep for this? And I'm sure people are saying, well, did you have people who are running yeah. your business while you were gone? Yeah, no. And that was the, that was another thing that came out of this was, uh, learning to delegate a little bit better, trusting mm-hmm. other people a little bit more. And so, yeah, so I did, um, I had my assistant who was kind of running the show and just making sure everything was okay. We had some, you know, for our business, it meant sending out some emails and things. And so we had emails scheduled out. We had my assistant taking care of any, um, emergencies that came up or questions from readers. And then the most important, like really practical thing that I did that I think is a really, really big deal. I set up my autoresponder in a way where I said, I'm taking off the entire month. Um, when I get back, there's probably gonna be a couple thousand emails in here. So I'm not going to go through and read them all. If you want to contact me, contact my assistant or email me after that date. Mm. And then that took off the, because the downside of coming back after a month is you have this huge pile mm-hmm. of stuff to do. 
And so it took the pressure off of me to just be able to go in there and just press delete on everything uh, and trust that if it's really important, they'll get back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because that was a lesson I learned the hard way because the first couple of times I did this, I didn't do that. And then I'd spend an entire week cleaning up the mess from the previous time. And so that was something that really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people probably listening going, okay, that works great for you guys. You have this online business, you work for yourself. There's no way, you know, I'm in the service industry. We're living paycheck to paycheck. Like there's no way that we could do something like take a month off. Yeah. So what could we do? Yeah. I mean, I would say, I'm curious what you think on this, but I would say start where you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, two different things. So start where you are. Like again, because so much of our society can't take one day off. Like mm-hmm. literally will not step away from email for a single well, day. Well, and a lot of business owners feel that way too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would challenge anyone who's saying that, that I have to check email on Sunday. You know, and I don't know everyone's situation. You might be in a situation with a tyrant boss and you have to do that. But I would challenge people to try to do that. Like start with one day. And then the other thing is, like it's amazing. Like the, the respect... Um, if you say I'm taking a month long vacation, people will kind of like, I don't know, dismiss you a little bit or something. But if you say it's a sabbatical, like suddenly it's like people are like, oh, I respect that. Like mm-hmm. that's cherished, <laughs> precious time. Um, and they are different things. But my point is, is going to your boss and saying, hey, I think it'd be really good for my mental health and for the company if I took a little bit of a sabbatical to kind of break this up, you know, position as a sabbatical, not a vacation. And I think. I think a good number of people will be surprised that they might get a favorable response with that. Mm. Um, you know, and it's, you never know, but it's like, there's no downside in asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I've learned about sabbatical is that you have to be extremely intentional about it. So I think, you know, you might only have an evening to yourself, especially if you have little kids and it's like yeah. your life is busy. Like you might just get an evening to yourself. The difference between a vacation or even just time alone is the intentionality behind it. So what are you doing with that time? So if you have an evening to yourself, make it work, like make it count and don't just do what you would normally fall into. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. for me, I would normally just fall into looking at Instagram and I have to purposefully be like, no, I'm going to intentionally like have a bath and... (laughs) turn on the music that's going to help me relax or like get my mind right. I need to read something that's going to help me. So it's not just about the amount of time. I think it's about, I think it's more about the intentionality of the time. And how do you know if somebody, you know, they're like, I wouldn't even know how how to make it count. Like, how do you know Mm -hmm. what, what are those things that you should do that would intentionally make it count? Um, I think you can look back to a time when you felt really refreshed and kind of pull some ideas from there. So some of it as a mom for me, especially is just being alone. Like I need the time where no one is talking to me. And even Bob sometimes will be like, really, you don't want to talk. And I'm like, listen, those little people have been nonstop talking to me all day long and I just need quiet. Um, So, I mean, just kind of thinking back to like, what are those things where it does actually make you feel refreshed and how can you incorporate that into whatever moment that is that you have? Yeah. I mean, the thing I would add to that too, is for me, my main goals of every sabbatical that we take is I want to do, I want to spend time in prayer. I want to spend time planning, you know, so every year we do it typically in February and I'm planning out the rest of the year, um, whatever setting goals, um, and just really trying to quiet my soul just to listen and to hear if there's something God's trying to communicate with me. 
And so those are the main things I'm really trying to do in reading. That's the other thing. I read whatever, 10 or 15 books each time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I'm after. Uh, And that all of that is restorative, refreshing for me and guides me where I want to go for the next year. I love in your book, you talk about Sabbath is an act of faith. And you say for driven people like me, choosing to take a Sabbath day is often a pretty big act of faith, like you've alluded to. It can be terrifying and sometimes even feel irresponsible to intentionally do nothing when so many important things need to be done and done right away. But the Sabbath is an invitation to trust God with these things on our to-do list. It's an opportunity to say, God, this seems urgent and important, but I choose to let it sit until tomorrow and instead rest and enjoy this day that you have made. I choose to trust that you are fully in control and that you will work out all the things on my plate. Yeah. And I think that's really, for me, like Sabbath, the practice of Sabbath is a practice of opening up my hands and letting go mm-hmm. and saying, I'm not in control of this business like yeah. it is truly yours and I can trust you for the finances and I don't have to be constantly hustling and micromanaging to make things happen. I trust yeah. you. That, have you experienced so a lot of that? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that's why this started out as an invitation from God for us, you know, and he's just continually incrementally increased us and increased us. And, and each time it's a step of faith. And, and even still, like, you know, I don't do any work on Sundays. That's kind of my, this is my line in the sand. Don't check email. Don't do anything. And there's still times where that is tested. And it's like, and I don't feel like this is, because I think some people maybe take this too strongly, too rigidly mm-hmm. in a, mm-hmm. you know, thus saith the Lord, whatever big, strong-handed <laughs> thing. And I view it more as an invitation. It's like God created us to be able to rest. Mm-hmm. That rest is available to us. But so many of us in this era we don't know, we, we don't experience that. Mm. And it's there, it's sitting right there for us. Like we can do that. We can enjoy this rest while knowing that he's going to take care of us. And yet so many of us are just missing out on a feeling like we have to make it happen, you know? Mm. And so you talk about that rest. And I think that's, that's really like beautiful, this invitation to rest. Yeah. But you've got three young kids. And I'm just going to say that even if you shut down the business, yeah. that's not, it's not like your home yep. shuts down. So, right. so what does that look like? So this is where the whole thing has evolved for us. So again, early years where we don't have kids, it meant she and I would go to the beach and we would sit there and read all day. We would talk, brainstorm all day. And it's like uninterrupted mm-hmm. and it's pure bliss and whatever. <laughs> and then kids get in the mix and we did this maybe one or two years and we realized that entire month just like went by and we just didn't get much done. Mm-hmm. Like we just kind of moved our life to another area, you know? And so what we figured out out of all this is what has worked best for us. The rhythm is that we alternate days. So say Monday, I will take Tuesday. She will take, we'll just alternate back and forth. So on my day, what that looks like is. And then Sunday is a family day. Yeah. And so what that'll look like is when Monday rolls around, I can get up in the morning and I leave. I can go to a coffee shop. I can go walk on the beach. I can go wherever I want for as long as I want, no expectations on when I'm going to come back. Um, And I will go do that. I'll go to a library and read for a little bit. I'll go to a coffee shop. I'll go walk on the beach and pray. I'll go wherever. Get lunch, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. get lunch. Just the entire time, as long as I want, I have that. And then when I come back, then we will all connect together and have family time and whatever else that looks like. But um, that's been really powerful for us. And Mm -hmm. then it's the same for her day. And something about that, there's no expectation. You have to be back at a certain time that's 
for me anyway, very freeing. It feels liberating and feels like there's no pressure. And so I can absorb, you know, as much of that chunk of time as possible. And you said Sundays are family day. So what does Mm -hmm. that look like? So that just means that we're in it together. (laughs) We're we're parenting together, but also we're trying to make special memories for our kids during then too, during that time too. Cause I look at it and I'm thinking this is their sabbatical too. And it looks Mm. very different for them because they can't read yet. I mean, my oldest can, but you know, he can only read so much and (laughs) you know, he's done, but we're like, what makes it a sabbatical for them? And I think Mm time with both of us. Like one thing I've noticed over the past several years as this has gone on is his relationship changes with the kids when he is around them for a concentrated time like that. Mm-hmm. And that is time he'll never get back. And it's it's so like wonderful to me that he gets to have that much time with the kids because yeah. I know a lot of dads don't mm-hmm. or you know working parents don't get that much time. And so that's been really big. Like I th- I think one of the early ones we took with our oldest son he was a year and a half. It was when we came to visit here to figure, and we, we chose to move here after we visited. But um, he was a mama's boy, pretty much. And then on that trip, it was like everything changed. And those two have been buddies ever since. I mean, it's really funny how uh, tight their relationship is. And I, I attribute it back to that one sabbatical we took where it was like those two just hung out so much and the, the relationship changed. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I I think that's my goal is like, how can we strengthen the family unit and make memories for the kids that they remember when they're older? As I'm listening, I'm hearing that both of you are very much, it seems, on the same page with the practice of Sabbath. Is that correct? I have a feeling there are probably a lot of couples who are not on the (laughs) same page. And so one spouse is listening to this saying, well, that sounds great in theory, but I could never get my spouse on board with this. What advice would you have for them? Uh, I mean, well, I I will say we are on the same page, but we have very different experiences mm -hmm. on our Sabbath. Okay. Okay. You want to dig into that? That's a good point. I, uh, I fight them a lot. Okay. Every time I go, I don't fight you. Sabbatical? Yes. But I I fight it a lot because my sabbatical just looks very different than his. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, he'll go to the library. Like we usually leave town. So if you, I, we do recommend if you're going to do this for an extended period of time that you leave your house and you leave your hometown because you have to break that rhythm yeah. or you mm-hmm. get sucked mm-hmm. back into the day to day. Yeah. So, um, so when we leave, he'll, he'll go to whatever library in that town and he'll just get books. I mean, I remember one year he went through like 50 or 60 books and I was like, this is before kids, but literally I'd be <laughs> yeah. reading two or three books every day. And I mean, he's a speed reader and he doesn't read the whole book, you know, whatever. But so <laughs> you're not that fast. But anyway, um, and I was like, if I have to read one more book, I think I'm going to pull all my hair out, mm-hmm. you know. So I just get really antsy. I get really bored. I'm like, come on, let's go adventure. Like I want to do something because to me, sabbatical is not having to sit home, especially now that I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit at home and clean up the kids' messes all day. Mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, I want some kind of adventure. I want to go get a coffee every day. So for me, I I have fought it every single time because he's like, I just want to sit there and read and do nothing else. And I mean, I remember one year for sabbatical, he went through and calculated how much it costs for us to eat out versus if we bought those same things and made them at home. 
That was his rest time. <laughs> I was like, are you, I was like, you know, it's sabbatical. You shouldn't do this. And he was like, no, I really want to do this. I was like, I do not want to do that ever. <laughs> so thank you. So in this, we don't agree on how to necessarily spend our time. I've had to find my own way in it. And we can make, make it work together. So we even though work together. husband and wife have a different view of what is Sabbath rest to them, because it is different for everybody because I'm at a computer all day. So me being in the yard with a shovel is actually restful. Mm-hmm. It restores my soul. Mm-hmm. But for, if I were working as a landscaper, like that's probably not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so it's, it is different for everybody and that's okay. And I would say to those husbands or spouses who are like, like, we're just not on the same page with this. It's like, understand that you can do it and you can have different experiences at the same time. Yeah. You know, but every single time we go through that process and even sometimes on the trip, people are like, how's it going? Cause they're expecting you to say something like, Oh, my mind is being blown with I all saw this angels rest. This and, yeah. <laughs> and every time I'm like, it's fine. Like it's fine. But then after it's over, I see what a benefit it was. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas, you see it so much clearer once you're out of it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like you during it, you're like, oh, I'm learning up yep. all about this. I'm and- getting ideas. I'm getting like new direction for the business or our family or whatever, like yeah. throughout normally. So I think maybe that is the question to, to pose is what does this look like for each person in the family? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like you were talking, I think, rest and restoration is very different for each person. Mm -hmm. And so where like I get bored super easily. And so I would be like, read books, like let's, you know, like, because if (laughs) I'm just like people who just can go and sit at the beach, I admire them, but I would be like, I'd be bored out of my mind. (laughs) So I'm, you know, so, but recognizing that we're all different. And so what, what is restorative and what reveals you? I think that's really good. How have you invited your kids into this and, talk to your kids about the just idea of Sabbath? I mean, we're still working on that. And I honestly still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Cause like I want to raise kids who, especially now, like where their boredom just doesn't exist. Like, but there's something, there's a benefit to that, to get into that point where your brain can actually de- decompress. And I want our kids to know that. And so I'm, I'm honestly looking for opportunities for them to be bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and and trying to put them in a position where when they're bored, um, because this is another thing, it's like, you know, we're talking about Sabbath in terms of specific periods of time, but really this, we have the opportunity for this to be a lifestyle that we're living, that, you know, Jesus can be our Sabbath rest that we can mm-hmm. live throughout. And, and so I really, that's what I want ultimately was I live a lifestyle of that resting and a trusting that we're talking about. And so that's what I feel like I'm trying to work into our kids at this point because, you know, eight, five, and three, I mean, maybe our eight-year-old a little bit can get the idea of, I don't know, disconnecting for a period of time, but right. the other ones, not so much. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, no. And I mean, I also think you it's caught more than taught. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. as they watch us do this, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm banking on that a little bit, but we do talk to them while we're on this trip of like, this is our time to rest. Like we're not doing any work and we're very, I mean, we're very vocal about how daddy doesn't have to work. Like daddy's not working. So he's going to fix the breakfast this morning or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that thing is. Cause that's not our typical rhythm, you know, when we're at home during the school year and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I think that as they, um, as we go on these trips each year, I feel like what we're talking about and them seeing the rhythm that we have and how it's different than regular time, um, that they'll, they'll, they'll start to understand it yeah. and start to realize it. 
As we close, you mentioned about the lifestyle of Sabbath, and I'd love for you to just kind of unpack that and give people a vision of what does that look like? What does that mean? How do we live this lifestyle of Sabbath? So it's not just we have to go away for a month or Mm -hmm. we always take Sundays off or whatever, but that it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I personally just want to be one of these people that I can walk in just unlimited trust in God that he's going to provide. Because like that thing, the passage you read just about it being an act of faith, I think is the biggest deterrent for most people. It's because it's like every, how many people are like, yeah, I wouldn't like to take the time off. But the reason why so many people don't is they feel like they can't because of X, Y, or Z or something, whatever, not going to pay the bills or whatever any of these things are. But when that trust component is there, knowing that God is going to take care of you in the midst of that, um, I don't know, something comes out of that. And so I want to live a life of that where every decision, you know, where, uh, I don't know, where I can just calmly walk through the thing, not worrying about the things that are on my mind, because almost all those things that are worrying me at the moment are short-term little things that a month from now, a year from now are going to be so irrelevant. And yet so much of my stress is attributed to those things. Um, and so that, that's what I'm after. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, I don't know. You have any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, and for the moms out there, I think you, you can kind of relate to it when you have a baby, you have to kind of drop everything else. Like even honestly taking care of your own kids, (laughs) right? It's like, you kind of have to just drop some stuff in order to recover, to bond with your newborn, to sleep and shower, right? It's like, I mean, I, I tell new moms when they're about ready to have a baby, I'm like, listen, when you have this baby, like you have three options. You can eat, sleep, or take a shower while that baby is sleeping. Like those are your options, right? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so so making sure everything is clean is just going to have to get dropped for a certain mm-hmm. period of time. And, you know, I, this is something that I really struggle with, to be honest. Like I really, really struggle with this. But in that idea of, what if when I'm feeling so depleted that I can't go on anymore, if I just go, okay, kids, just watch TV, get whatever snacks you feel like getting, and I'm just going to drop it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can I do that? What would that look like? Would it really matter in a week if I did that for one day or for one afternoon? You know what I mean? Probably not. I think it's just adjusting in the tiny ways as much as you can and push it to whatever limit you can get to. Um, and maybe expanding that limit as you continue on that journey. And you were talking about that rest and wanting to be in that place of trust. Practically, what is some something that someone who they feel like they're constantly living under the tension and stress of just everyday life? What's one little practical yeah. step that you can leave them with that they can take to help get them to that place of resting in Jesus. Yeah. I mean, for me, like the, the thing that is always there is email is mm-hmm. not checking email. It's like, well, what if I miss an opportunity? Like this big opportunity here or, or especially like now when, it, because I've been doing this a while, not working on Sundays, it's been easy to, I've gotten into rhythm. It's like not that difficult now, but if I know that, there's an opportunity that might be coming up soon, or I think this person might email me. And if I don't get back to him soon enough, then I'm going to miss out. Like that is an act of faith to say, all right, I'm still going to commit to this, this thing I've committed to. I'm not going to do that. And if it's there Monday and it's too late, then God, you got something better for me. 
so for me, that was one just real deliberate, practical thing that, uh, that I don't know, has been a big way to kind of stretch my faith in this area. Yeah. I mean, because I think what it is, is it's laying it down at the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, I I mean, I think it's honestly really interesting to lay it down and say, okay, what's going to happen? Like, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lay this thing down this one time and let's just see what happens. And I feel like every time you do that and you see what happens and it's really not as bad as you think, Mm -hmm. it helps you the next time. Yeah. Mm It does make it easier the next time. Yeah. It's so good. Lay it down. Let it go. Let it down. <laughs> like mm-hmm. one of the questions that one of my friends asked me a lot is, is the world going to come to an end mm-hmm. if you don't do that thing? Yeah. yeah. And so often like that just helps you to kind of have things in perspective and what is really going to matter at the end of your life, what really matters mm-hmm. in yep. eternity. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me today. And for everyone listening, their book is Simple Money, Rich Life. Achieve true financial freedom and design a life of eternal impact. And I love, it's super practical. It has a 21-day kickstart to stress-free money management. So if you are feeling like there's no way I could take Sabbath because I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I want to get to a place where we have the financial wiggle room that we could take a day off or take a week off or even take a month off, this book will really walk you through practically how to live much more intentionally with your finances so that you can get to that place of rest. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.